0: Good morning, dear brothers and sisters. Happy Lord's Day. What a beautiful day it is as we move on into April, or the second week in April. We're so thankful things are getting better. Uh, more people are getting vaccines and the COVID cases are going down in, in our area, but still in many parts of the country, it's around with the variants. And so we need to continue to pray. But soon we can be back together again and gather here at the church, and we look forward to that. Jenny, thank you for that beautiful song. It was such a blessing, and we serve a living Savior. He's alive. We just celebrated Easter last Sunday, and we have the privilege of having the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and to live for Him. Next Sunday, our dear brother Brad will be our speaker. And following that, on the following Sunday, uh, Adel will bring us the message from the Word of God. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Our blessed Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We need it so much on a daily basis, and we pray that you will help us, Lord, to live victorious lives, to be obedient to you and live for you all the days that we live on this earth. And we look forward to going home to heaven, to being together there, And Lord, we pray that you will open it up so we can be back together at church until you come, Lord. And we just pray that you'll uh, make it possible for us very soon. And Father, we just pray that you will hide me behind the cross and speak to to our hearts through your word and by your Holy Spirit. And we just ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, everybody lives for something. Or for someone. You know, when you get up in the morning and you have that motivation to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, it's the best thing that you can have. So many people don't have anything to live for. Many people are depressed. Suicides among not only older people, but younger people, it's tragic. But when we have the Lord Jesus in our lives as our Lord and Savior, we have something worth living for, and something worth dying for as well. He's with us. And Charles Spurgeon once said, Christians should be striking likenesses of Jesus Christ. We should be pictures of our Savior. Oh, my brethren, there is nothing that can so advantage you Nothing that can so prosper you, so assist you, so make you walk toward heaven rapidly, so keep your head upwards toward the sky, and your eyes radiant with glory, like the imitation of Jesus Christ. I found a quote I really like. It says this, a living Christ in a living man is a living sermon. Did you ever stop to think of the fact that your life as a Christian, you are a living sermon for the Lord Jesus Christ? A living Christ in a living man is a living sermon. The title of our message today is Living for Christ Daily. Living for Christ Daily. And our main text today is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Verses 14 and 15, reading from the New King James Version. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Today we're going to look at three things. Number one Motive for living for Christ. Secondly, the manner of living for Christ. And third, the means of living for Christ. The greatest motive we can have for living for the Lord is love. More people will do for love what they will not do for compulsion or obligation or duty. Love. What we do for the Lord in living for Him, in serving Him, is out of love. And it should always be out of love. That's why Paul says here at the beginning of our verse today, for the love of Christ compels us or constrains us. Yes, love is a powerful motivation. Jesus loved us first. He chose us first first he called us first the bible says in 1 john chapter 4 and verse 19 we love him because he first loved us he initiated the love and we should live for him each and every day of our lives jesus loved the father and because he loved the father he did the father's will And that took him all the way to Calvary to die for us. And then he was in the tomb and he rose from the dead as we just celebrated Easter. And that beautiful song Jenny said, when love is in the room. The reason love is in the room is because Jesus is in the room. Jesus is not only in the room, but he's in my heart. He's in your heart. And that's what makes all the difference in the world. I love the hymn that says, Unto him who hath loved us and washed us from sin, unto him be the glory forever. Amen. Yes, everything that we do for the Lord should be out of love for him, for his great sacrificial love that he laid down his life for us. And I believe every true believer who loves the Lord wants to live for him each and every day. One day, an old countryman was visiting London for the first time in his life and went into one of the great picture galleries to look around. Presently, he came to a wonderful painting of the Lord Jesus Christ hanging upon the cross. He stopped before it, and as he gazed at the picture, a great love for the one who hung there flooded his heart. Bless him, he said aloud. I love him. I love him. Others in the gallery heard the old man's words, and seeing the tears trickle down his old furrowed cheeks, and as he stood beside the picture, hat in hand, forgetful of all else, they were touched, and they stopped before the picture too. Presently a stranger drew near to the old countryman, and grasping his hand said, I love him too, brother. Seeing what had taken place, a third step forward, saying, So do I. Then a fourth joined them, and a fifth, until there stood around the picture of the Savior, a little group of men, perfect strangers to one another, but drawn together by the love of the Lord Jesus. Isn't that a beautiful story? A beautiful story of how much the Lord loves us, and how much we love Him and want to live for him each and every day of our lives. So that's the motive of living for the Lord. There cannot be any greater motive than love. Secondly, there is the manner of living for Christ. Paul tells us in verse 15, And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again we serve a living savior as the hymn writer said he's in the world today you ask me how i know he lives he lives within my heart yes it's a blessing to know the lord jesus as our lord and savior it's a choice it's a choice we have we can either live for the lord or we can live for ourselves the former is the greatest life that brings happiness, joy, and fulfillment. But if we live for ourselves, it never works. It's never good at all. Paul made his choices. He declared in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21, where he said, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Oh, that we might be able to say this every day of our lives for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. We don't serve a religion. We serve a, a risen Savior. We have a relationship with a living Son of God, and we're thankful for that. Paul's whole manner of living changed on the road to Damascus, where in Acts chapter 9 he got saved. And the word manner is defined as a way in which a thing or is done or happens a person's outward bearing or way of behaving toward others. It was radically changed. Paul was a religious zealot, a Jew, a Benjaminite, a Pharisee. But the Lord knocked him off his high horse and brought him to salvation and changed his life and it was never the same again. And Paul mentions his manner of life in Acts chapter 20. And verses 18 through 21. Here he says to the Ephesian elders and the saints that had gathered there to to see him off on his journey. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting. Of the Jews, how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Paul set an example of sacrificial service for the Lord. He was totally dedicated to the Lord. Last Monday night, Sylvia gave a beautiful devotion on selfishness. Selfishness. There's no room for selfishness in the Christian life, and there was no room for selfishness in Paul's life whatsoever. I like what Bill McDonald commented on this portion in his commentary, in the believer's commentary. He said, The Savior did not die for us so that we might go on living our own petty selfish lives the way we want to live them rather he died for us so that we might henceforth turn over our lives to him in willing glad devotion yes that is what he wants us to do that's the way to have joy in our lives is to be unselfish in our way of living Paul made that clear in Romans chapter 14 and verses 7 and 8 where he says, For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. The Lord purchased us with his blood, we belong to him. And whether we live or whether we die, we do it unto Jesus, and we go to be in His presence when we do die, or when the Lord calls us home with the rapture. He paid the highest price in giving His life on the cross for us. The question that we can ask ourselves is this What am I living for? Or you can ask yourself this question Who am I living for? We can live for Christ. And be victorious, or we can live for, for ourselves and be defeated, or we can live for this world and we can be distracted and hindered. The Lord wants us to live completely for Him. Yes, from the moment we wake up in the morning until the moment we go to sleep at night, it's our privilege to live for the Lord, and that should be our desire. The world is a very busy, hectic place. We have work, we have school, we have responsibilities at home and other places. But no matter how busy we get, our main priority, our main focus, our main attention should be on living for the Lord. As I said, from the moment we get up to the moment we go to sleep. It says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verses 9 and 10, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we shall, should live together with Him. You know, you may be single, but you have the Lord there with you. You may be married, but you have the Lord there there with you. You may have children, you have the Lord there with you. He is there with us individually and with our families, and we're very thankful for that. Someone once said in the Christian life, we must lose to gain, we must give to obtain, and we must be least to be the greatest, and we must die to live. It all seems like a, the opposite of, of what the world thinks, totally. It's totally opposite. And we're thankful for that. So we've seen, first of all, the motive for living for the Lord, Jesus Christ. And secondly, the manner for living for, for Christ. And then third, the means of living for Christ. You know, God has given us everything we need to live for Him. Everything. It says in, first, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, "...as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Yes, the Lord has provided for us. He's given us the Holy Spirit to guide us and teach us. He's given us the Word of God to instruct us. He's given us prayer to communicate with Him. And one of the greatest blessings He's given is He's given the the Lord Jesus Christ to live in our hearts. Paul had this sentiment when he expressed it in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 where these beautiful words are written. One of my favorite verses in the New Testament and all the Bible. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me what a beautiful verse it is it's no longer i that live but christ lives in me the goal that the lord has is he wants to live his life through me he wants to live his life through you it's by his grace and mercy that he would choose us and save us and love us we're so blessed when Bill MacDonald was here many years ago and he sat at the piano of, of the church where we were, I believe that was way back in the days of the Veterans Hall in our first building, he taught us this song and I've remembered it ever since. It's got a beautiful Irish melody. Just a short little song. It says, It is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. It is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. In me, in me, Jesus is alive in me. It is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. Dr. H.A. Ironside once said, Now our redeemed lives should be devoted to him, that we should live henceforth to the glory of God alone. Yes, the Lord Jesus, by living inside of us, in our hearts, gives us the power to overcome any obstacle, any challenge, any trial that we go through. Colossians 1.27 is so encouraging where it says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope. Of glory. One of the most amazing verses, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes, it's a great blessing. And He wants us to be salt and light in this world. He wants us to show people the way and be the light. And He wants us to be like salt that creates a thirst in others for the Savior. And to be effective in this sinful, wicked world We must be separated from the world and set apart for the Lord. And to be victorious in our walk, we have to walk in the Spirit. It says in Galatians 5.25, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And that is how we are victorious. The hymn writer Ralph Hudson wrote, I'll live for him who died for me. How happy then my life shall be. I'll live for him who died for me, my Savior and my God. Yes, our lives are in his hands. He wants us to live for him. He wants us to go by his guidance, his direction in life, and then be happy and thankful. Richard L. Evans wrote in his book called Bits and Pieces this quote. The tragedy of life is not that it ends so soon, but that we wait so long to begin it. I'll say that one again. It's a beautiful quote. The tragedy of life is not that it ends so soon, but that we wait so long to begin it. Life really begins for the Christian at salvation. Everything else is under the blood. Our past is forgiven. Everything we did, everything we learned, everything, it's all behind us. And now we go on for the Lord. And we really start living when we get saved. And we become a new creation in Christ, as it says. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So may the Lord encourage us today to live for Him daily. From the moment we awaken in the morning to the moment we put our head on the pillow and close our eyes and go to sleep, may we live for Him in everything we do and say that people will see Jesus in us just like they felt Peter and John, they, the Jews, realized that they had been with, him, with Jesus. They were uneducated and untrained men and yet they had been with Jesus and they had the power of the Spirit of God. Yes, the best motive we can have is the motive of love. To serve Him out of love. To do whatever He wants us to do because He loved us so much. And then to have the manner of living where we live for the Lord and not for ourselves. It's a choice we have to make each and every day. And the more we love Him, the more we serve Him. The more we live for Him, the more we glorify Him. And may the Lord help us to realize that we have the power. We have the means of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. The risen, living Savior lives within us. And we have that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available in our lives each and every day. We're so thankful for what He has done for us. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our blessed Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you that he came down from heaven and took upon himself human flesh and loved us so much and went to the cross and died for us, laying down his life and saving us with his blood. And we're so thankful that we can live for him and serve him each and every day of our lives. Lord, help us not to be distracted by what's going on in the world. Help us not to be defeated Christians Lord but victorious ones and help us to live for you every single day help us to realize all that you've given to us all the training all the teaching all the equipping and help us to be a blessing to others to encourage them as well just as Paul said how he served among the Ephesians Lord and so we just pray today that you'll give us a blessed Lord's day help us to live for our Savior, in all that we say and do. And may we have an impact on this world. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.